Thanks for listening to CarCast on Podcast One. Here at Podcast One, we love hearing from you. We read every tweet and comment you send our way. So don't miss your chance to take our summer listener survey. Just go to podcastone.com and click on the survey banner. Or go to podcastone.com slash mysurvey. It only takes a few minutes and it gives you the opportunity to make a direct impact on your favorite shows. Tell us how you really feel so we can get to know you better. We value your thoughts and participation. So check out the survey at podcastone.com slash mysurvey. Or click on the survey banner on podcast one.com Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get on mandate. Get it on. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. We love that you love CarCast, Car Peoples. I'm Adam Carroll. That's Matt, the moderator. DeAndrea over there. Hello. And Jeremy Fry, stunt driver. Jeremy Fry. How you doing? Pretty and, good. And I'm guessing you'd probably be a stunt coordinator as well, right? That is happening, yes. Um, I, uh, uh, so Baby Driver was uh, the movie I most recently saw where Jeremy saw as well. was doing all, all the driving. But also uh, Dark Knight Rises, Jason Bourne, John Wick. Batman versus Superman. So you're pretty accomplished in this this space. Um, Baby Driver, amazing, amazing driving. Um, I uh, fun and, film, I, and I know it was done. You know, it wasn't there was little to no CGI in there, right? That's correct. That's, that's a, correct. That's just you driving. Yeah, and uh, praying. But yeah, yes. <laughs> well, because there's a lot of traffic coming the other way, and lots of freeway big cement pylons and stuff you're going in and out of yeah yeah we had shut the uh the the 85 down in atlanta which was one of the first times they've done that and it was a very big deal to shut it down then we didn't have to go back and shut it down again to get pickup shots right um must be kind of cool doing it like on a real highway in a real city in a real environment and it has to have a kind of a bizarre feeling because you're essentially portraying someone who's breaking the law but you're essentially doing that yourself yeah yeah there's it's not a big stretch you're you're what you're supposed to be doing you're actually doing funny enough the uh the resets after you do a take you have to reset back to number one which is where you begin from the resets were pretty much as exciting as the actual takes because we're following these cops and you know these cops sit around all day write parking tickets so when they get to actually race through track with the lights on they're flying so we're flying through live traffic just to try to keep up with these cops who aren't looking back Mm -hmm. right full sirens full lights racing through the the city just to get back to number one that was that was crazier than the actual take um and uh, I just watched John. So I watched uh, Baby Driver, and then uh, the other night I watched uh, John Wick, or maybe it was John Wick too. Can't remember. Lots of uh, he took the Mustang and beat the crap out of the Mustang. But there's this great part where he pulls in. After you know he destroyed the car, but then he pulls in, and his buddy, who's um, John Leguizamo, yeah, John Leguizamo does one of those things where he goes. Radiators busted, front ends all caved in. Then he gets inside and he goes, "Drive shafts destroyed." And I'm like, "Not the drive shaft. <laughs> no, 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 that part, that part does work because he wouldn't 
Yeah, he wouldn't be here if the drive shaft didn't work. But don't run John Wick for me. <laughs> I don't know why. Can we have straight yeah. guys read the script and go? Oh. No, don't say that. First off, you wouldn't look under. You wouldn't like crouch down in front of the car and go drive shaft shot to yeah. hell. Like, or if it was, it would be on the ground. But yeah. if it was on the ground, you wouldn't have just pulled up. Like, <laughs> there's just like pretty much one or two parts you have to kind of stay away from. I just watched the end of Gone in 60 Seconds where the brother gives him the smashed up Shelby. You know, he's like, no, I bought it. And he goes, give me a couple of weeks and this thing will be perfect. I was like, a couple of weeks? Did you see this thing? What could you do that it scene in two with- weeks? This is overhaul and can't do it in two weeks. Find that uh, Legazamo <laughs> thing. That must have been two. Is that one or two? I think that's one. That was two. That is it? That two, was two, yeah. That was two. Did you drive in two or just in one? I did. I did drive in two. I didn't write the dialogue. <laughs> but you're driving the Mustang. Did you yeah, cringe yeah. when you heard that line? Uh, yes, and it was funny because I'm watching it going, yes, yes, no, no, not the uh, drive shaft. Come on, guys, come uh, on. You know what is because people, if you would have told that guy, because we talk about this all the, time. all the time, we we talk about not just on the air, just like for fun mm-hmm. at home. <laughs> and we're sitting around, and I was like, why is there a Lamborghini Aventador hanging in the office in Dallas Buyers Club from 1985? It's a modern car. Yeah. Like, and they would, you know what they tell you? Oh, nobody but you sees that stuff. Nobody cares. You know, and you, if you said to them, like, you, if you don't say drive, drive shaft, camshaft, who cares? Like, nobody's <laughs> listening. It's like, well, okay, why are you writing dialogue then? Why, why does the right. guy just grunt? Like, why do you write? Yeah. Let's distill this. What is the purpose of you writing dialogue if nobody cares or nobody's and, listening? And, and that mistake is different because the Dallas Buyers Club thing that you and I were talking about is like somebody's there going, that's not the right pen from 1985. That's not the yeah. right clothes from 85. That's not the right desk. Well, from that. So everything is right except for the Aventador, which came out in 2011. Yeah, the small <laughs> details, right? right? And it's not like a little, like a business card with the Aventador on it. Like it's a giant poster behind his head, center in the scene <laughs> yeah and as much as they think people don't notice there are probably a half a dozen websites going what's wrong with this goddamn movie because of that poster <laughs> yeah it's funny we we did uh, i worked on public enemies and the director is known for authenticity and everything down to the to the to the detail is accurate well they show up with re- recreating a bank robbery they show up with not just the kind of car, not just a similar car, the car that was used in the in the robbery, like the very car that was driven away. Yeah. And they said, ah, we got to have four doors. We got to. So they brought in another car. They're so sticklers for details, except when it comes to the big stuff. Yeah. We got to have four. This is the actual car. Uh, the, uh, well, I don't like it. Now, <laughs> Jeremy, it Jeremy rode a motorcycle over here, and he did something which I love, and I, and I don't get, like, and and I think, like, you know, Jeremy's a professional stunt driver, so he understands risk, but he's wearing a reflective vest, yeah. and he has a very brightly and or, ornate helmet that he wears. <laughs> and when I see people driving around with the flat black helmet and the black leather jacket, and for some reason, the flat black bothers me e- even more. First off, I don't know, you know, Around these parts of, of, of the woods, it's been 117 degrees, like, all <laughs> yeah. last week. I couldn't imagine putting a flat black helmet on and then just getting on my bike and heading out for a ride. I feel like your brain would start to liquefy, number one. Number two, 
Could there be a worse way to be seen on this motorcycle than a flat black helmet yeah. with a with a black leather jacket? And these guys, they think they're badasses, but they're essentially invisible badasses. <laughs> and I, I'm guessing most bad motorcycle accidents happen when a motorist doesn't see you. And the flat black helmet with the flat black jacket yeah. is a real good way to not be seen. And so I always said, like, I'd have a fucking orange helmet so I could be, I'd, I would wink at them with my orange helmet in the rear view mirror <laughs> right. versus the black, and you wear a reflective vest. Yeah, absolutely. I Especially in L.A., people are on their phone more than they're driving. And yeah. Yeah, I got to get home, and I'm not going to have my wife try to find some other dude to raise the kids. So. Right. Also, if you're going to put yourself in danger, you're going to get paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So and, you... It always amazes me because when you look up, like, when you IMDB successful stunt people like yourself, you guys work so much. It seems like you have so many, so many credits to your name. Like, I don't know how long you've been in the business. I don't know, 15 years or something. But I don't know. You've done 100 things, 200 things, like something ridiculous, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've been in about 17 years. It can be a little misleading, though, because you can work... You can work for six months on one show and do all kinds of stuff, but you get one credit. Or in three weeks, you can work on five different shows, and then you get five credits. So it's a, it can be a little misleading, but no, I'm very fortunate and very blessed to have had as many A-list shows as I've been able to be a part of. And I'm assuming once people work with you... And it's the same with the caterers. Like once they find <laughs> someone they like, they just they want yeah. them for the next for the next production. Yeah. And I know we talked to Tanner Faust about uh, doing the driving in Red Dawn and sitting in the back of the pickup truck and steering the car while the actors were in the car. And I've never really fully been able to kind of work that out or picture it. We're we're looking at you now <laughs> sitting on top of the Subaru driving the car from on top of the car so the the car is filled up with cameras and, and it's lights and, 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 it, and it's filled up with the the talent mm-hmm. and then you're having to go drive the car and put the car through its through its paces by literally sitting in a roll cage on top of the car now the picture we're looking at now is you sitting there i imagine you'd wear a helmet yeah, that picture obviously was taken. I was just moving the car around. We didn't have talent in there. It wasn't at speed. So, that's, But when we do it at speed, it's full helmet. It's full safety gear. Yeah. Robert Nagel did most of the driving with the pod car stuff, but it's it's a it's a different animal. You're up there. You feel like in a parade, but when you got to slide a car around up, up top, you feel everything the car does. I can't. Oh, I'm sure. I, I, I'm, oh, my God. Well, I want to get into this for a second. I like the side mirrors. Like I, at this point, like, what's the point? <laughs> That's just for resetting. Just backing up. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, get, got to get the boat on the trailer, man. That's right. All right. I want to know about driving. What's it like sliding a car up there? And then always funny to hear what the actors feel like. Because, of course, the actors, they're not acting at that point. They're pretty much just freaking. Well, it's kind of interesting because, all right, I'm going to tease this. In... When Tanner did it in Red Dawn, the actors were supposed to be freaked out the whole time, and so no need to act. They were freaked out because Tanner's driving through fences and over lawns and by oak trees at 60 miles an hour, and so they were freaked out. Now, in Baby Driver, the actor's very composed who's driving the car, and he's almost expressionless because he's that cool a customer. Yeah. So how does that actor... 
stay that composed when you're up on the roof. And by the way, everyone else in the car in Baby Driver is not freaking out over the fact that they're going, they're drifting in a full drift around a corner. So that is acting because yeah. now fantastic actors. You're on just top some really of, good. People. I, I want to know. I'm, I'm curious. But first, I'll tell you about uh, FanDuel. Ooh, football. It's back, which means FanDuel is back. Fantasy football for everyday fans. New contests start every week. No uh, busted season. So, you know, play fantasy football. You can bust out early. You know, some guys get injured, whatever. You got screwed on a trade. FanDuel, you never bust, man. Lots of contests to choose from. Starting at just $1.00. Just pick a contest, choose your team, watch your score in real time. Over 2.5 million players have won a cash prize. Football's starting. Matt, you don't care, but for the rest of the dudes, they care. I care. FanDuel, go to FanDuel.com, click the Join Now button, use my code CARCAST. With the first deposit on FanDuel, new users Get free entry into the NFL Sunday Million. Over $1 million in cash prizes. So, check it out. Just curious, is FanDuel just football? Can you bet on other I stuff? I think it's just football. You think? We'll look into it. I'm I pretty feel like, sure. I feel like some of these this gangsters is, in the studio over there, <laughs> Kalen and Chris, should be like, what else can you bet on? There's got to be, like, probably seasonal you can do a thing, like, all the time, right? I was just wondering, like, because the Mayweather fight that we watched the other day. Well, it, I don't know. You guys got to, you guys like can look fight. at it, and if they don't, then you probably have to cut this part out because we're probably not going to want to hear it. They're like, no, we're trying anyway, to expand our business. FanDuel.com. Visit FanDuel.com. Sign up for the promo code CARCAST. Use the promo code CARCAST and uh, you can get yourself uh, into that uh, NFL Sunday Million competition. Every major sport. Every, Every major, major sport. sport. All right. Just makes there good go. business sense. Every major sport at FanDuel. All right. Uh, so, how are those guys... Uh, I, I, I don't know the name of the lead actor, let's say. Uh, Ansel. Ansel. Ansel is supposed to be put his earbuds in and be very calm while you're on the roof sliding this uh, Subaru around corners. How did that work? It it works really well. He was uh, He did a really good job. It's very interesting, though. You mentioned the actors having to act like they're not scared or not nervous. And you can see a difference from take one to take five. You know, the first couple ones, they're, you can definitely read on their face. But the more they do it, the more used to it they get. Right. So, and Ansel had had a lot of time in the car, a lot of time in the car with me. And a lot of times we'll give demonstrations outside the car. We'll have them stand outside. We'll show them what the cars can do so that they can be a little more comfortable when they jump in. Because it is a very surreal feeling to jump in the driver's seat behind the wheel and the pedals and everything and have no control whatsoever and all the car is moving. Right. Yeah, yeah, most most people do not do well with that. Like most people's wiring, I may be an exception. I don't. I'm fine with it. But most people don't. You know, the, the autonomous car is going to go turn a lap at Willow Springs, and yeah. you're just going to sit in the passenger mm-hmm. seat. Like most people, my my dad. Every time he gets in my car, uses an imaginary brake that's on the floorboard of, like, maybe if we moved to England, he'd have more <laughs> luck. But he, I see his foot, like, pushing brakes and stuff. And I just go, Dad, I'm, you can't slow you the car down. You should put a brake pedal there and be like, the brake is totally up to you on this trip. Uh, yeah. Like, you have to do this. <laughs> but it, it's like, it, it's, there's, it's like, 
it's it's a mindset and like a decision yeah. you have to make, which is I shall look. Which is for me, it's always like this: either this car's going to crash or it's not going to crash. Me being super tense is not really going to affect that. So once you get in the car, you go, we're probably not going to crash, but we might crash. But since there's nothing that I can do sitting over here, yeah. I'm just going limp. Like I got in with, in my 935 with the guy who's the track instructor over at uh, Sonoma, and he's like, we're going to see what this car can do. And I just remember thinking, God, this car is pulling a lot of G's. Like, you think it's going to break loose, but yeah. it doesn't break loose as he starts throwing it in the corner. But it's like, wow, this thing's sticky. But if it comes unstuck, you just get this feeling like we're go. going fast. But I just remember thinking, I'm just going totally limp. Like, I'm not even going to put my hand on the dash. Like, I'm just going to literally become a yeah. rag doll. If you trust the driver or not, like, that's what it comes yeah, down some to. Yeah, guy, some guys are better than others. The very first one I... They've come a long way. The very first one I drove was an early pod car on a different show on Gamer with Gerard Butler. They call them pod cars. Pod cars, yes. Yeah. So you have your driver's pod. Right. And uh, so we're... I'm going through this debris. There's a bunch of cars around, and I'm racing up on this car. I'm about to make a move, and all of a sudden, as I make the move, the car just slams to a stop. And I had no idea what it was. We almost hit some other stuff. And uh, Gerard sticks his head out the window and goes, sorry, sorry, mate. That, that was me. That was me. Because he hit the brake. Because that right. brake was still, was still functioning, unfortunately. Right. We learned from there, you got to... You got to cover it up because they have no control, and he just instinctually just slammed on the brake. Right. Ah, oh, so the first time the actor scared you, and, and everything, <laughs> and everything's just hydraulic up there, right? I saw a lot of hydraulic yep. hoses coming from up there. Early ones were mechanical, which were interesting. They'd run these uh, mechanical shafts with a bunch of U joints down the A pillar, but now they've uh, they've all gotten into hydraulic steering. Right. I'm I'm curious when you film something like this because we're looking at a picture again of the pod car, and they're filming on the inside while you're driving around. How does the driver, in this case, Ansel, know when to turn? Like, how many is it – do you get to talk to him? Like, in this movie, he's got his earbuds the whole end. So why aren't you going left, three, two, one, and have him turn left and sync up and film? When, or, you're, when you're shooting inside – Because it's it, not CGI. Like, CGI, you think, like, all right, right. we're going to get Vin Diesel to turn left and right and seven times. And you can times, just manipulate. And then we'll put it in. Right. No, you can't do that here, but you, you can hide a lot of sin with the cameras, especially inside. You can't tell exactly what's going on. Uh, and you spend enough time in the car with the guys, and you talk them through, hey, we're going to go up here, we're going to do this, this, this. And so they kind of anticipate it, and they know it. They kind of feel it. They, so when you take three or four times in, the first couple times, Ansel's like, I don't know what we're doing. And then he, we know we're going to turn right, we know we're going to turn left. Well, but he's also saying, it, you're shooting back at him, so it doesn't, it doesn't, it's forgiving. Like, I think if you're shooting yeah, yeah. forward, you'd, mm-hmm. you'd see he's not, well, how, he's holding yeah. the wheel straight and you're yeah. turning right, but if you're shooting at him, he's doing this, and the background's all, yeah, all over the place. He, he, I get you don't have to see him do it at the same time, but sort of mid-corner, he should be turned a little to the yeah. right. And, and Yeah, but other other than that, the first take, you're just holding on for life going. We're, but, but that's well, one they, reason we, we train with these guys a lot, too, and, and when they really care about having things authentic, yeah. I'll say, look. It's small moves, and hey, you know, you don't want the guy making a little turn and he cranks the wheel two times. For me, that drives me nuts. So you tell him it's, it's a little bit here, and maybe, and what happens is it's going to slide a little bit, so give it a little counter steer too. And the more they train, the more that makes sense. So we start speaking the same language. Yeah. So the conversations are quick and easy, and he sells it. Well, the, you'll uh, notice it in the film. It looks good. It looks great. And the, um, you know, the thing that's, the pod thing is, is weird to me because it's so much weight up top. 
and obviously it's not where you want the weight. And, you know, taking a car like that and sliding it with that kind of weight up top feels like totally counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. And I, it's the kind of thing where I think if you somebody would have pitched me the pod idea uh, many years ago, I would have said, by the time we, like, rig everything, couldn't we just take the guy to Bondurant and, like, kind of walk him through? Like, I, I mean, just teach him how to use do an e-brake and pitch it a little bit, like, and then he'll be just driving the car. And then I think, I don't know, is that an insurance thing? Because it seems to me that must be an insurance thing. Yeah, that's what you do. Most, so many decisions are based on money and risk. And, you know, if yeah. he messes up, he, you know, you've got all kinds of issues. So we'll just do this. It frees some actors are better than others at being able to, you know, you know, pat their head, their stomach and rub their head or whatever. So right. he can, uh, that way he can concentrate on his acting and not worry about the stuff. Well, that's why you need me because the great, <laughs> um, the, uh, who was it? Uh, Tommy uh, Kendall. Yeah. When I used to do his uh, test, he did that test drive show. What was that show? With I think Tommy it was Kendall. called test, test Drive? It's called Test Drive? Yeah. Something like that. Something like yeah. that. He'd get these stupid Dodge station wagons, you know, Magnum station wagon yeah. and stuff like that. It's before he got like his Mercedes sponsorship for that show. You were on an early episode. I was on early episodes. <laughs> and we would go to like Willow Springs and do, like, lead follow. I remember that Dodge... What were those things? Dodge Magnum wagons yeah. or something? I literally had, like, three pieces of that car fall off <laughs> with just doing a couple of hot laps. Like, I didn't put it in the dirt or anything. Yeah. Just just pieces were coming, falling off the car. <laughs> it's like a brand-new car. And we were going around, and we were coming into the horseshoe or whatever, turn one, two, three or something. I don't remember. And like the, it was just it was a station wagon, you know. The thing was like getting loose, big time. Yeah. And uh, and we were wired up talking to each other, yeah. you know. And he's playing, he's screwing around. It's a fun show to do because yeah, he's and talk- we like Tommy. He's yeah, Tommy's love- cool guy, and we're talking and having fun and busting chops and stuff like that. But uh, he always said, he said I do the show with everybody, and everyone's all chatty until they get loose, <laughs> and then once they get loose, they shut up like that. And he said, you keep talking. <laughs> what's the difference like why what do i need to talk about yeah i'm loose i'm loose i can feel i'm loose i don't need to discuss it or it doesn't it doesn't i'm not using that part of my brain but he said everyone else shuts up and you don't shut up i said well that's because i like i like talking and getting loose and getting loose (laughs) so they do baby driver two and they need a wheel man there you go who's easily insured (laughs) to to, to spit out some dialogue and and, and throw that uh, Subaru around the streets of yeah. Atlanta. No pod needed. I may be I, your man. No pod needed. I'll tell you what you need. Mm. Geico. Oh, yeah. That's a good thing. <laughs> Everybody's so, got a to-do list. They drop off dry cleaning, pick up some milk, maybe drive stunt cars. Who knows? And you can save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance. And you don't have to drop or pick up anything. You just go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Extra money in your pocket. Again, you know, I just bought AN fittings. I bought oh, some yeah. braided fuel line. It was too hot to install those things this past weekend, but I got them. And uh, so, uh, Geico, it's the most rewarding to do, <laughs> to do, to do you do today. Geico.com. Geico, baby. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't like the no pod idea, but I know what you're saying when you say no pod. 
We don't need the pods strapped on side. Now, yeah. the the pods... It's also like your livelihood, the pod idea, right? It's a big part of... The, the, the yeah, old job security. I, do they, they've, seems like they've got to make changes to the car to accommodate the weight and the high, real high roll center. Well, four people in the car, yeah. too. Yeah, I mean, already, like... You know, spring rates and sway bars got to be drastically Well, that's increased. what's nice about – we use Subarus for the – he goes through a couple cars, a couple different chases. The big the big chase for me, the one I'm most proud of, is the opening one, the Subaru. And, and um, that's one of the cars we potted. We also potted an Avalanche. But um, the, the nice thing about the Subaru is you can go online and in five minutes have – Full rally spec suspension yeah. on its way to the door. So that's what we that's what we'll do. Are and you was that an indicator of why that car was chosen for that film, or was that was just no. months earlier there was a storyboard with a Subaru and they're like, let's do this? No, I want to say it was storyboarded with like a Civic, some kind of Honda, and then there was some discussion about, hey, let's get something that's got a little more cult follow, a little more following, a little more panache. So okay. we it was picked the uh, Nagel actually suggested the the WRX and it was a great great choice. Those are such fun cars to drive and it seems like for the kind of driving that you're having to do just a front wheel drive Honda seems I don't know not not yeah, not going to fit the bill. I, uh, I we, thought it was appropriate the John for the Wick, character. You have the too. John Wick scene. Is this John 2? This is Wick 2. Two. All right, let's hear about that broken drive shaft. Yeah. <laughs> nice peaceful place you got here. Hey over there. John, what the hell? I thought you loved this car. What do you think? Well, your motor's about to fall out, and the chassis's all bent up. All right. The, the drive shaft is all destroyed, and I don't know if you noticed, but you got a crack in your windshield. <laughs> well, now the chassis I mean, being all bent up, that thing kind of right, but yeah, the, the front, I'd front, say the frame. frame or whatever. Yeah. But I don't know about the first starting off with the engines about to fall out is kind of retarded because <laughs> I first off, you can't squat in front of a car unless the things. I, if, if you the bust a motor mount, you can see it. But it, I think it, that one was a little bit like him being, "Hey, you really I'm did fine a lot with of that." But the drive shaft. But he drove the car there. He drove. He drove he the drove car there at 140 miles an hour. So, I, and it, by the way, maybe yeah, well, that's how you keep it cool. I mean, at this point, there's no water in it. Might as well just what get a bunch of air. The drive shaft was destroyed. Yeah, it's all messed up. He just pulled up. That's what had happened. <laughs> it was a steep driveway. It was, so. <laughs> he scraped it. It's stupid. Okay. What just, okay. Everyone, and here's what everyone says to me. Why do you care? And it's like, I don't know. Why don't you do your job? Like, I, you know, we'll leave it alone. Okay. Then do your job and I'll leave it alone. Otherwise, I can't leave it alone. Now I'm sitting in a movie and I'm bumped because the drive shaft. And then you can go, well, but nobody knows. All right. Well, then make it right then anyway. Make it right. Just make it right anyway. If, if you're doing a thing, if you're making a movie a hundred years from now, and you're talking about Super Bowl number one, where, and I'll screw this up, but Super Bowl number one, where the Green Bay Packers beat the Colts, you know, 17 to three, then don't say 17 to seven. Just say 17 to three. And you can go, well, who's going to know? And it's like, I don't know. There was a score. Just make yeah. it the score. <laughs> then we can leave. It's Jesus it's like, Christ. If- if the whole world didn't have Google and you had to go to the library, a microfiche to look this up, I get it. Not but. since, <laughs> not since, um, there's two movies that bug the shit out of me. 
Jeremy, you got to tell us. There's got to be. You got to have a list of these two. There, uh, there's the scene, of course, in Ghost Rider when he was jumping from the goalpost to the goalpost, and he kept saying 300 feet, but the goalposts are in the back of the end zones, and it's 10 yards. It's an extra 30 feet on each side, so it's 360 feet. You didn't miss it by five feet. You missed it by 60 feet, and the announcers are saying it, and he's saying it like nobody's ever. And they keep saying field goal to field goal. Field goal is what you do. You kick a field goal. Yeah. A goal post is what you kick it through. So they keep going 300 feet, field goal to field goal. That's like goal post to goal post, 360 feet since they moved them to the back of the end zones. And the field is 100 yards. The goal posts are in the back. I don't know how this happens. I, I, there's, got, there's not one teamster standing around <laughs> and goes, uh, I played a little high school ball. The goal posts are in the back part, not not at the goal line. And the terminology is wrong. It's just whoever wrote it doesn't like football, doesn't, doesn't like no, cars and motorcycles, and is not good at math. If you wrote Ghost Rider, you know nothing about sports. You hate sports. You're a super fucking nerd. And then the other one was on a Road Trip. Where they're doing a thing where they have to like jump the Ford Taurus over the bridge, and they're like, "All right, four of us. Oh, we're traveling forty miles an hour. The car weighs thirteen hundred pounds. Like, <laughs> like what? What? Dri- you, you got a Super Seven? You got <laughs> yeah. a Lotus Super fucking Seven? <laughs> like, you're jumping over? Oh, it's a full size Ford Taurus. <laughs> it's the easy, it's information that is easily. First off, you should know. You should just know. You should know that a Ford Taurus is 4,000-plus pounds. You should know, but if you don't, You're right. go fucking look it up. Don't tell me 1,200 pounds. Even Jesus if, goddamn if, Christ. If, if he ballparks something closer, he's like, ah, 5,000 pounds. About 45 seconds on Google would fix so many of these problems. Right, right. Uh, yeah. You get not only a Ford Taurus at 12 or 14, I don't know, it's like 1,300 pounds, but... You've actually built a car that doesn't exist because there is no road going, like maybe, maybe an aerial atom. Yeah. But that hadn't been invented when this movie came you can't out. can't put four stoners in it. Right. <laughs> Jesus so, fucking Christ. But the continuity thing, the, 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 Ballas, the Dallas Buyers Club Aventador poster is the, is the latest version of Transformers, open the hood, and the double pumper, whatever car with <laughs> It has an eight-stack injection on it. has an eight We got a double pumper on there. <laughs> when you got a fucking... You got cross-flow ram Wait, injected, this- <laughs> and she, you hear her voice going, double pumper with blackjack headers, or whatever she said. Like, oh, ho! She said high-rise manifold. That's right, high-rise. did not have a high-rise manifold. No. She said double pumper with a high-rise. Yeah. No high-rise, no double pumper. What the fuck? Like, who's writing this? Wait, Chris has road trip. All right, now we got to know. But, Jeremy, who's writing high-rise with a double pumper, and we're looking at cross-flow injecting? I'd like to think that their intentions are good. On the first John Wick, the director called me over and said, hey, he's got to come over, he's got to look at this, he's got to say something quick that he would that he would know the guys didn't do the job on the car. What would they do? So he came with something pretty cool. Never made the movie, but it was legitimate. It was something that, like you said, most people never know. They don't know if the guy says spark plug or exhaust header. They don't care, but one's right, one's wrong. But the guys who do care, do care, and it makes difference to me, makes difference to you. So I gave him something good and never made the cut, but then they, like I said, they throw this stuff in there. Go, oh. Drive shafts all destroyed. 
Uh, so, <laughs> how, how did you get here? <laughs> I was doing 140 on the back of the AAA flatbed. <laughs> All right, let's hear. Let me hear this part. It's driving me nuts. This incline here is 30 degrees roughly, right? The car's well. The factory weight of the car is 1,600 pounds. Add all 1600. weight to this cargo. We're talking 2,100. Factory no. Six, 1,600 <laughs> pounds for a four-door Taurus. <laughs> oh, if they could do that, first off, made of like space age honeycomb carbon weave <laughs> yeah. with an all aluminum block. Oh. It, it's a three million dollar Taurus. I make mean, <laughs> <Come> it <on>. with helium. <laughs> yeah, the gas mileage. I think four Taurus getting sixty one miles per gallon. We only weigh keep in mind you eight hundred pounds of people and luggage. They were probably so, so proud of themselves when they wrote it too. Like how much? I don't know. Five thousand. Oh, that's way too much. Five hundred? Hmm, maybe. Let's just go. F- somebody, go the somebody was trying to be smart and do the math, <laughs> I, and they said X, whatever, Y, beats whatever, and they did the math of the angle and the speed and the length of the jump, and then they entered in. The result was weight, and the perfect weight would have been 1,600 pounds, but, he but that's said, not what a Taurus weighs. He, he said factory weight. Like, yeah. like that <laughs> makes it official. Factory <laughs> All right, I'm angry. I'm going to put myself in a better mood right now. All right, I want to know when we come back, we're not going anywhere, but is the high rise with the double pumper, is that more egregious than the 1,600 pounds factory weight or the drive shaft or the football field and the 300 feet? I want to know what's a bigger attack, a bigger assault to your yeah. gearhead intelligence. First, I'll tell you about Simply Safe. Ah, heads up, it's the last week of Simply Safe's home security biggest ever summer sale. $100 off the special summer package. Everything you need to protect your home and family. An arsenal of security sensors, panic button, blaring an extra siren, wireless connection to authorities. Your family, your home, and everything in it stays safe around the clock. No long-term lock-in contracts, no installation costs, no hidden fees. Super easy. Protect your home. Peel and stick. The batteries last up to 10 hours. No drilling and pulling wires. Not a mess. Sale ends this week. Go to Safe. Dot com slash Adam. That's simplysafe.com slash Adam. There's two I's in there. S-I-M-P-L-I. Safe.com slash Adam. I have it. Mike August has it. Dawson has it. Let's do it, people. All right. First you, Jeremy. The most egregious offense. Between those two. Easy, easy. The weight. I don't know if they're trying to fool anyone. They're just everyone knows the car weighs something. Anyone with basic math knows you gotta have weight, angle, speed. That's fine. There's not much work put in that. But they really tried to fool someone with the double pumper, the high ro- they they had to do a little bit of research to figure out what could be under there. So they tried and they failed. I'd rather have someone just not even try. Right. So you say the double pumper. Yeah. Yeah. My theory on that is that the script was written, obviously, long before they got the car and the engine and everything together. And so they wrote the script, and they had the script. And then the word went out, hey, it's a junker car with a killer jewel of an engine, so just get the killerest jewel. And some guy said, well, you know what's killer is cross-ram injection with the ports and the whole Mm -hmm. nine yards so we'll do that so that's the engine that was in the car a year after the script went out and then they never changed the script 
but somebody when they pop yeah. the hood. Because in that scene, they're trying to let people know that Megan Fox is an expert in cars because her dad used to boost cars and she grew up around cars. But you're letting me know mm-hmm. she's a hot actress that doesn't know shit about cars because she's describing the opposite yeah. of what I'm seeing. So mission not accomplished. For Okay, I agree with Jeremy. Transformers is the one that irritates me the most because I think it's like when you're doing the crossword puzzle in the newspaper or one of the kids' books with all the games, and then you turn the page upside down and all the answers are there you mm-hmm. know, at the bottom. Mm. That's what they did. They opened the hood. That was turning the page up. Then they showed you the answer, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So when she said high-rise double pumper and then cut to clearly not that, <laughs> like the math, you could have been like, yeah, there's a bunch of people going, I don't know what a tourist weighs. Who cares, right? But in that movie, they show you the answer. So right. now there's probably people Googling what's a high-rise double pumper and getting pictures of that stupid car going, I, oh. guess, I guess that's what it is. Well, speak- that's fake news. Speaking, <laughs> that's fake news. Speak- you're right. <laughs> speaking of poisoning the next generation, uh, Max Patty, you're going to have to talk to Gary about this, but one of my son's favorite books when he was growing up was just the book that had all the pictures of the fire truck and the airport fuel truck and the skip loader. And when he was three, he'd just point and be like, skip loader, fire truck, you know, yeah. airport fire truck. Like he, he Oh, knew my God, I'm definitely making that book. High-rise double pumper, he, he, cross-ramp <laughs> fuel injection. That's going to be the only book I give to kids. He knew, he knew them all. But Drive in the shot. place, now this is what drove me nuts. In the spot. Where it said minivan, they had a picture of a six-wheel custom van. Oh, like a six twin by six. Twin axles in the rear, to- but the opposite of a minivan. Like, this is... De- uh, by the way, now he's going to think, hey, I want a minivan. I want a minivan. That's, a That's badass. I'm going to get laid in that minivan for sure. <laughs> Captain's chairs and a blow punk. So, I'm like, you couldn't... Rustle up a picture of the most ubiquitous vehicle on the planet. Like, yeah, I could be if, pissed. If you told me right now, here's your iPhone, you need to be back here with a picture of a minivan, and I'll give you 21 seconds, I would say I'll take that bet. I'll just run out in the street, and I'll, I'll get a picture of a minivan and get back here in under 21 seconds. <laughs> you can't find a picture of a minivan, and it was a six-wheeled custom fan and he it was his favorite book but it drive me nuts did and did you my, cross it out my i think i did my wife would be like <laughs> oh who cares i'm like you first off how do we trust these people to do anything you cannot and how does this go all the way through the editorial process and stuff when you're going that is a custom van and by the way it's one with six it's and got it's I got two rear axles drive minivans right <laughs> it drove me insane all that being said the most egregious is still Ghost Rider because Ghost Rider. everybody knows see, though, that a football field football. is 100 <laughs> yards. No, it's 100 yards. It's 300 feet. And in, and they actually move the goalpost in 1971. They move them to the back of the end zone. And the ramps went, were literally on the goalpost. Like they built them up to the edge of each goalpost and he was okay. going to jump. So it's like that is as 
insanely obvious as any, and they mentioned it multiple times because they'd be like, I'm going for the record. He's going for 300 feet. That's a new record. And then the announcer would go, he's just made 300. It's like they've said it yeah, multiple it times. Yes. Uh, and the drive shaft, yes, probably, probably far, a little further. Chris, you got to bring there. up the photo of uh, look for Dallas Buyers Club Lamborghini Aventador. Yeah, and as far <laughs> as the van goes, I probably brought the stupid book in, and probably had Gary take a picture. The thing that always pissed me off about the minivan was not that it wasn't a minivan, but that you somehow found the elusive twin axle. Rear van, which it's not that doesn't exist in the wild. Like yeah. you got to search they didn't make for a that. million of those, and you made the mistake. Right? Van, and if you just took a white panel van, just a full size van, it was just white. You go, is that a minivan or no? It's well, okay. I wouldn't call the minivan, but it's just a van. But the fact that this one had custom paint and twin axles in the rear was like that's a custom van. Drove me nuts. There, sir. Everything in there this scene is. is 1985, except for the Aventador. Right. The Aventador. Which, which by is- the way, if they would have said, hey, there's a Diablo back there, I'd be like, oh, I get it. They, somebody typed an older Lamborghini, and they came up with something like The movie, Diablo. 1985. <laughs> the car, 2011. Yeah, or after. <laughs> this guy Close. should have used this time machine to travel to a place without AIDS. <laughs> Because obviously he had one for automotive design. <laughs> right? He was seeing the future with What's that. What's wrong with everybody? Everyone should hire me. I told my wife, she told me I was an asshole. I said to her, everyone should give me three grand just to walk through their house. I'll just walk through your house and I'll tell you what's going on. Like, uh, like when, they're, when you're doing a, like, I, I, I was taking, we were walking. They were taking a walk and someone's doing a bunch of work over at their house. And they had stairs. And, uh, like, a house from the 20s or the 30s. And they had the stairs, and they had the, up inside the house, that lightweight concrete, like they have an apartment. Oh, it's not Bakelite. It's a kind of a light something. Oh, it's some Marlex or something. weird name for it. Anyway, they were getting ready to sand it all off. And they had an infant, I remember. And they're like, we want to take the paint down, and then we're going to re-whatever. And they had, like, an orbital sander. And I was like... That stuff, that paint's got lead in it, and it's just going to weaponize it with that orbital sand, or you're inside your house, and your kid's, like, in the crib, like, seven feet away. I was like, get some stripper. Just paint the stripper. Paint it on. Let it bubble off. Take a take a broad knife and scrape it. And mm-hmm. I'm not talking about paint thinner. I'm talking about industrial stripper, the gel kind. Put some, you know, put some gloves on and strip it. And, as a matter of fact, what are you going to do with it? And they're like, well, we're going to paint it or something. I was like, well, then don't strip it at all. Just prep it. Just, you know, scuff it with a little steel wool and tack it. Hit it with some cheesecloth or whatever and get a good primer on there and just just paint it as it is and encapsulate. You don't want that lead paint, whatever. And she was like, thank you, stranger. I was like, okay. And then when we left, I said to my wife, everyone should pay me three grand just yeah, to walk through the house. Like, and she's like, an asshole. she's like, what a dick. <laughs> I was like, I'm telling you, the best three grand you ever spent. I should now, I want $5,000 to walk through your movie. Yeah. I will just walk through your movie and I'll point at things and yeah. go, no, Just no, the final no, no. cut, just at the end, just like, here you go. Because we were talking, it was like, look, Dallas Buyers Club, not a huge budget, but what would it be, three grand of CGI taking that poster off the wall? Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> right? It is. Infu- I have learned just to keep my mouth shut when I watch this it. Is I just boil inside. My wife doesn't. She's none the wiser. I right. get it because you don't right. want to get fired, but I think you should say something every time. 
If I we well, I've caught you know you see I'll see stuff. We'll catch it. You know, there's a lot of stuff when you actually get the good dialogue. Sometimes it's because. You know, they'll ask or you see something. Like, oh, that's that's not right. That's not a double point. It's on the director. They right. should ask more. Ask more. Yeah. Like no. if you've got competent stunt guys on the set, you should like, hey, man, what do you think of this? They'd be like, drive shaft seemed fine when he pulled up at 140. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say that the bar is set so, so high that, I mean, or so low that anyone can do it now. Meaning if you, if they get it right, it means it's so it's so relieving. You see, they they give you good dialogue on the movie or the good pictures in the book, and you go, "Oh my gosh!" Like they they nailed it. Oh, hold on. In uh, driven, not driven. What was the movie? Everyone loved it. I didn't like it. And was it Drive? Drive, and it's it's never on cable, as far as I can tell. Never, it's never on cable. It stars Ryan Gosling, and it's like it's never on cable. Did you work on that? Yeah, I did. I doubled Ryan. I, I like it. Oh, yeah. You guys Wait, look, you guys I look similar. I get confused because didn't The Rock do when he, he did, drove and no, it's like the same yeah, name? He did a... Okay. His one, <laughs> his one was like, uh, I'm going to avenge the death of the guy who killed my father, whatever it is. And he'd do a lot of stuff like he'd pull up into the hospital yeah. and like throw a few revs in his big block Chevelle and then he'd get out and go, I'll be back. And then he'd like walk into the hospital and stab somebody on the eighth floor and then he'd walk back down and get in the Chevelle and peel out and reverse and be like, I don't know, I feel like the cops... <laughs> well, at least the I law. feel like at some point the cops might yeah. show up. They didn't but. notice the guy who's two eighty and six foot five running through the hospital angry. But they were the same title. It, it, no, yeah, they were they were close in 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 Drive in the Cranston one. By the way, no problem with the driving itself. <laughs> the, 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 the problem was just in a weird. I, I didn't know to pull it there, like, buddy. Yeah. Ryan Gosling had to. He lived in like a tenement slum, even though he had four jobs. And one of them was Wheelman, which yeah. I, I'm assuming pays pretty good. He's been saving up for a nice condo, but he's still living in this thing, and he's having this like love affair with the single single mom. But he never talked. But at a certain point, Cranston gets hold of him, and he's like, "We got a stock car. We could we could get it for a hundred grand and put you on the circuit." And he's like, "Walk around the car," and he's like, "Paint's good, engine's good, tires got plenty of tread on them." It's like, <laughs> Tires got plenty of tread on them for the for the Winston Cup series, like for the one set that they run the, the whole series. Set. Yeah, those I think they call those rollers, and also you don't want plenty of tread on your slicks because then they wouldn't be slicks anymore. Nope. They'd be plenty of tread. Uh, <laughs> tire. That's a big selling point for a race car. Tires, plenty, plenty of tread. tread. Good because we yeah. need those tires to last us three seasons, and we'll be the only guys out there on wets. But all seasons. Everyone will be out there. We'll yeah. be out there on wets in the middle of fucking Talladega when everyone else has slicks. We'll be kicking their ass yeah. on these tracks. I didn't even remember that. Oh, memory. you got to see oh, that gosh. part. It drives me It drives me insane. So close. They're so close. They're so close because they're one guy who oh, could God. just... My feeling is like, why don't the actors pipe up? Like, if you're saying the tires have plenty of tread... And you're dealing with a car that runs on tires that don't possess treads. And then also, when you show up for a weekend, you have to have a semi-truck so they can go through all the tires that they go through. That, that's probably not a selling point. That's Couldn't somebody just go, engine's fresh, it's only got a couple hours on it, or something. Belts are current. Who knows? L- lots of spares. 
You know, like (laughs) something that might make sense in the car world, in the race car world. Tires are armor old. Comes with a trailer. (laughs) Right, yeah. Something. Something other than yeah. lots, of, stickers. lots of stickers, lots of tread, lots of tread. Like, why don't you say the dome lights brand new? <laughs> <laughs> hey, John, twenty eight from Seattle. What's going on, Ace? What's going on, man? I'm angry. Well, what's new? Lots of tread. <laughs> well, why can't people do their job? Then I wouldn't have to be angry. Oh, uh, the Rock's <laughs> movie was faster. That's right. But his name in the movie was just Driver. That's right. That movie should have been called There Are No Cops. So I shall do what <laughs> yeah. I want when I want to do it. All the, he would just go in and like assassinate people and then just get back in his car. And the conceit of the movie was he's got a big block in that Chevelle, so who's really gonna catch him? <laughs> just stupid. Like well cops have radios, right? Yeah. Like when they just yeah. in helicopters, like when they just talk to it, yeah, but this guy's overwhelmed. But this guy's got five hundred horsepower. Like, yeah. I know, but they have radios, so they can... Oh, not since the movie Taxi with Jimmy Fallon and Queen Latifah, where her car, where the blower came out from under the hood, and the quad exhaust dropped out. What are we doing? The the body kit would secretly come down. To me, the blower blower coming out of the hood and the quad exhaust tips dropping down were a, a, a bridge too far. Yeah. Yeah. All right, sorry. Don't forget, don't forget the side skirts appearing out of nowhere. Right? Yeah. Yeah, but hold on, you two. The side <laughs> skirts I could actually figure out. Like somebody, you could rig a car to do. No, no, that's active, active, active arrow. arrow. Pimp my ride active or something. Right? right? How active arrow? Active arrow. But how does a blower get bolted on or come rising up? I, yeah. That I don't no. think. I don't think uh, the, even the great George Barris. <laughs> Couldn't figure out a quad exhaust that actually hooked itself up and a blower right. that came out of the hood that well, was functional. Yeah. And, and that and example, it, it that. gets worse because she has the blower with the big bug catcher coming out of the hood. But earlier in the movie, when somebody gets her like a gift, it's a procharger centrifugal blower. Oh. Which doesn't use that, that bumped, at all. Like, that bumped you. That one really irritated me. All right. The non-existent, John, car parts. Oh, you mean when they're making out and gone in 60 seconds? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I actually wrote down, I just listened to the clip really quick and wrote down just the stuff that he spews. And almost none of it is real. Four-speed um, synchro mesh cam it, yeah, drive. Yeah, no. So <laughs> you don't like want to... Hold on. Yeah, that's one of those... Wait, we're going to watch it. That's one of those things where they just take stuff like overhead cam, synchro mesh, and rack and pinion and master cylinder, and they put it in a hopper on golf balls, and they reach <laughs> out and they go, synchro mesh... Uh, Synchro mesh master cylinder. Okay, there you go. It's like no, you can't put those two together. But they're car parts. Yeah, yeah but they're not. They're not. They don't go no. together. We could put slave cylinder and master cylinder. All right. We could put those together. All right. Let's hear it. it. Sorry. But you haven't answered the question. Well, you see, the problem is, how do you get over the shifter? Oh. Oh, right, because the... Because uh, it gets in the way. Because you you wouldn't want to disrupt the uh, synchro mesh. Right? Well, uh, throttle linkage. Throttle linkage. <laughs> <laughs> Windshield. Yeah, because they run the linkage down the transmission tunnel because it's a rear engine car. And it's manual. <laughs> Double overhead camshaft. <laughs> <laughs> Straight in line six. <laughs> 
now. Oh. I mean, man. Oh. Oh. Oh, it's time to work. Good breaks. Uh, you breaks. can probably just say straight sex. You probably have to say straight and then in line because we get it. Right. But uh, <laughs> but he got the triple Weber set up. Yeah. You know, he's he probably did. a Z guy. It's a, it's a manual <laughs> transmission, so I don't get where the linkage would be, even the shift linkage. Oh, he said throttle linkage. Yeah, he said throttle <laughs> linkage, which also <laughs> Chris knew. This really irritated yeah. Chris when he saw it. I knew it was bad when YouTube was having trouble um, spelling some of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, saw, I saw the translation. I was like, what's a sex Weber? <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, John. Oh, hold on. John? Yes, sir. Thank you. My pleasure. Yeah, getting angry. You got to find. Does Gary have the picture of that book with that minivan? No, I don't think we ever we ever found that. Do you ever photograph it or something? I feel I'm pretty. I know I had to bring the book in at some point. Maybe I know you talked about it. I think it. last time we talked about it, we had the same problem of we didn't we didn't have the photo of it. So we gotta we gotta find that book. Eh, it's probably could find it online. It's just you know kids book called like trucks and what they do or like trucks helping okay. you or something. We'll we'll find it. Make a note. I'll tell you guys about uh, Bluehost, top-rated website provider, powering 2 million-plus websites. Best tool to build. Host and manage your personal or small business website. You need a website these days. God, it's so... One of the car things we found a lot is a lot of the car guys aren't website guys, and you go to that website, and all you want to do is find parts or current projects or something, and it's such a pain in the ass to navigate. Everybody, car guy or not, you got to get a decent, you got to get your website looking good. Yeah. Freedom to design your website your way, fully customizable templates and uh, third-party app support. Simple enough for beginners and powerful enough for advanced users. Truly reliable. 99.9% uptime guarantee and auto updates. Maximum security, malware monitoring and protection, and automatic secure WordPress installs, plus 24-7 tech support. So save 50% when you sign up at Bluehost dot com slash carcast get the break 50 percent off bluehost just how it's spelled dot com slash carcast yep all right somebody says the delorean from back to future can't get up to 88 miles an hour but that's untrue that it DeLorean. was modified <clears throat> yeah with about a thousand pounds worth of junk <laughs> but that thing's got a, a delorean what's the to. top speed on a delorean it, it's a, I think, you know, I think that thing had an Opal V8 or something in it. Like, that thing was a slug. The they had Vo- Volvo drivetrains in Yeah, in I think it was six-cylinder. Oh, Vol- oh, yeah, it was a six. Well, was it Volvo? Uh, We've well, got to find out what's in that I'll car. I'll check that out, but I, I thought Googled for some DeLorean, reason they had Opal. Yeah. I Googled DeLorean top speed, and it says that uh, wait, all wait, DeLorean wait, wait, wait. cars... Hold wait, on. Wait, they gotta, they got to get to one. Those cars have to get to one. 98. No, they got to get to, like, one... <laughs> 10. 16. Um, well, the speedometers end at 85. Oh, really? But uh, the top speed is actually over 100. So, okay, but that's not uncommon because most like Fox Body Mustangs had an 85 mile an hour speedometer, and you had to get like that was one probably of the Nader, Salines Nader's or the, yeah, right. the Saline or the Cobra to get to 140 right. speedometer. Hey, Jason? Yes. Uh, so the DeLorean can get past yeah, but 85. The premise of the movie was that it was easily attainable for it to hit 88 and that thing had like 100 and 
thirty horsepower on its best day out of like a Renault V six. Well, and it was like four thousand pounds of stainless steel. Oh yeah, maybe it was a Renault. Yeah, I, I get you. I get you. But see, yeah. here's the thing: you got to go along with the fantasy. Whereas Ghost Rider. That was based on a That's true story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was almost they, like a documentary. They had to, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that, that scene really took me over, out of it. They had to dub over 928 uh, engine sound so that the car actually sounded oh, really? uh, like it had real power. But, yeah, they're they're pathetic. Yeah, they're, no, I, mean, I, like it, I agree. Yeah, That's a good point. The, the sounds in movies, that really will irk me. In Drive, for example, yeah. you see him... And I remember when we shot it, I thought, we're not going very fast because we were going through traffic. I said, do you guys want me to like, rip through traffic? He said, no, 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 you're just kind of trying to blend in. Okay, that's fine. We'll do that. I get that. So we're watching the movie, and we're blending in with traffic, and the sound is like we're on the front straight at, at Laguna. But right. we're going the same speed as everyone else. And then the other sound in drive that also Wait. bugged me was we're going backwards in reverse, we, we right, flip it around right. and we're going reverse, and now it's shifting gears in reverse. Oh, oh man, right. drives yeah. me nuts. Yeah, <laughs> that's insane. Also, what kind of car was it? What was he driving it? Uh, that was, uh, that was a couple a different Dodge, cars, wasn't it? He I, had an old Chevelle, like oh, a, a seventy-five, like the ugly Chevelles, they right. like seventy-five Chevelle, <laughs> and then he also had a newer at the time a newer Mustang. The uh, and also the sound of Gosling not talking. Was bothersome in that movie too because he's the star of the movie. He should have talked re- over the engine noises when it was reverse re- six reverse gears. He refused to speak. <laughs> Where's Cranston selling them the stock car with the uh, with the plenty of tread on the tires? Oh God! So um, you, what do you have in your collection? Uh, my daily driver is a an E36 M3. Oh, nice. It's, I like it because it's somewhat pedestrian. It kind of blends in. Yeah. I don't I like the flashy kind of stuff, but it's the guys who know what they are can yeah. appreciate them. Uh, uh, I ride a motorcycle a lot. We've got an Aprilia, a couple of a couple other bikes. Uh, my wife and I just picked up a 72 Bronco. She said oh. that she would actually work on it if we got a project together. So we have spent the last few nights in the garage which has been amazing seeing her Laura crofted out and getting dirty <laughs> i've taken pictures it's all it's you incredible. do is take the pictures got nothing done on yeah, the car yeah i'm totally distracted by this super hot girl crawling under the under the the hood of this truck you know pulling the headers out it's amazing she popped the hood she's like double pumper <laughs> double with a high rise like, oh, <laughs> you ruined it oh, so close honey <laughs> no, it's funny. I do. I'm teaching her all this stuff, and I'm realizing part of it is I don't want her to sound like yeah. either an idiot by saying the wrong thing or just not knowing at all. I want when when people ask what's under the hood, her to be able to say it's got a 351 Windsor under it with you know. Well, whatever. here's yeah. the here's the thing. All people listening, don't announce you're a car guy or car gal, and then not know jack squat about anything because it's like if you stand next to me. Or any of us, it's like you're standing next to guys who are really into Civil War reenactments, and then you announce you're a expert on the Civil War, in which case I'm going to go, what's your favorite battle? And if you go like, I don't, I don't know the names, <laughs> like, then you're going to lose a little credibility. Yeah. Now, yeah. don't announce you're a Civil War expert. Announce that you, you're fascinated by the Civil War, but you don't know anything about it, and maybe yes. you could tell me something about it. Because I, I got picked up in Vegas by like a cab driver, and he's like, 
what kind of car? He said, he said, are you a car guy? I said, yeah, I'm a car guy. I said, I'm a car guy. First off, they're a car guy, but their car's kind of a piece of shit. And, and he said, uh, I think he had like a, it was a Chevelle or maybe it's like a Malibu or something. And I'm like, what, uh, what do you got in there? And I think it was a, a 409 or something, something like that. And 409 would have come in a Chevy 409. Uh, anyway, uh, it was an Impala, mm-hmm. an old Impala, and I think. And and he said I had a 409 in there. And I said, oh, all right. You work on it? He's like, yeah, I work on it. I said, well, what do you got for carburation on that car? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know? You, you don't know who makes the carburetor or, like, what size it is? Or is it a four-barrel? Yeah. Like, you just don't know? It'd be like, one thing if you didn't know what. Brand spark plugs he had in, or By something way, like that. Your right? question was generic enough; he could have given four different types of answers. You know, like you said, like CFM or brand, or you know, could have said Holly, Holly Double Pumper with a high rise, <laughs> yep. and I wouldn't have said, "Where's your house from here?" <laughs> <laughs> it's in, it's in, uh, it's in, uh, it's in Laughlin. I'd be like, "Well, turn this hack around, and we're going. We're going right. to verify." Like, no, <laughs> no, I like wouldn't have, wouldn't have ever happened. I just would have nodded my head. That that yep. would have been that would have been it. Yeah, all he had to do was say throttle linkage or something. That's right. Throttle linkage. Yeah, linkage with the synchro mesh. <laughs> 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 all right, Max Mack, can you find that scene? And why is that I'm looking. what why is that all right, there's two things about drive. First off, total vindication from me because that movie is a boring piece of shit. The driving was <laughs> the driving awesome. Was great. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the driving the, was fantastic. The, the, story, the story was horrible. <laughs> and I announced this movie was horrible four years ago, and everyone's like, "Oh no, no, no! It's uh, eighty. You know, it's ninety-five percent on Rotten Tomatoes." The director of that movie does not own a driver's license <laughs> and is foreign. So what the fuck's he know about driving over here on the streets and in the American muscle? So that guy, he literally is like a 40-year-old guy, didn't own a driver's license. So obviously not yeah. an enthusiast. And it, it comes through when you hear him talk about how many tre- how much tread is on those race slicks. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, uh, that, that was number one. But number two, it stars Ryan Gosling, arguably one of the biggest matinee idol draws in the world right now and it never shows up on cable it's just it's never it's not in yeah. any kind of loop at all yeah it just it dissolved from my memory because like, there's no audio clips it. of of him in the movie <laughs> he doesn't speak so that probably <laughs> yeah. holds a toothpick and he just kind of looks at people he has seven jobs and he lives in a tenement slum <laughs> Jesus Christ. But he's a good driver. He's a good driver. He drives and he goes faster in reverse. Well, when like, you have five speeds to yeah, go in reverse. When he's, oh, yeah. when he's getting chased, yeah. he'll do a move where he e brakes it, flips it in reverse, and then, you know, mows through those gears yeah. in reverse <laughs> until he hits overdrive, man. <laughs> that, Jeremy planned all of that. Oh, he, went, he went it's backwards cringy. to go faster, right? Well, now. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's hard to tell in the movie. It was the second director, good friend of mine, amazing, amazing guy, very talented. Um, he came up with the sequence, and there was a reason for it, and it kind of got cut together in a way you couldn't tell. The idea was that the car chasing him keeps hitting him in the side or hits him once or twice and he sees it coming and he's so good he's gonna kind of olay him and do like a reverse 180 so he misses him right so that puts in reverse and then so there was a reason behind it i mean in reality you would kill your speed it wouldn't make sense but 
there was a there was a rhyme to the reason, but right. it's still in the well, you can't Did you guys tell. film that that yeah. spinning and it wasn't in the film? No, no, it's in there, but I th- it just cuts it's so fast. Lost, I think yeah. you lose the idea. And the other thing is when he's going backwards, the idea is he's going backwards and he sees in his rearview mirror this this turn and the idea is that the guy keeps he hits him once hits him twice and the idea is he's about to hit him another time nose to nose and he's gaining on him really fast and ryan sees this turn and goes all right he's catching me fast i see this turn he whips it around reverse 270 drift goes around the corner but now the guy's going too fast overshoots and crashes so there's a reason for it all but it's not you should do the dvd commentary i gotta say (laughs) the you should (laughs) i like the renaissance of of car stuff in there yes. i feel like yeah. there's just so many movies with so much car stuff going on that i uh, i mean maybe it's just me but i feel like more car movies more scenes with more car stuff going on in the last eight years than 20 years going up into it it's like a lot of boat houses and people staring at each other asking you know penny for your thoughts <laughs> and maybe Maybe Fast and Furious has uh, gotten into I think it. That's yeah. a huge reason. I, I mean, I'm not a fan of the CG stuff that Fast that the Fast shows are so full of. I don't like that. And that being said, I think they've done a great job of kind of revitalizing this car, uh, you know, <clears throat> the car uh, yeah. a, attraction. And one thing about Baby Driver that I liked is that there is there's really no CG in it. What you see is what we did. It's not sped up. It's there's none of that. It looks it looks amazing. I had. Uh, drinks with the uh, chris morgan fast and furious guy uh this weekend actually last yeah. weekend and uh they got the spinoff i know he it's told got, me it's got i want to give it all away he's gonna come in can't give it away but there's uh, there's a plot line he wants to run past me so <laughs> it's funny he's asking me uh car questions he's like what would you like to see as a fast and furious fan I was like thank you for asking how much mm-hmm. time do you have <laughs> we sat down for like an hour and a half during fight night well, they're finally asking the right guy some of these questions huh yeah well they got diesel on hand so yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much covered all right uh my bookie uh where you're going to bet just important is who you're betting on that's why we go to mybookie.ag been in the business for years. The reputation is rock solid. 100% cash bonuses and the fastest payouts. Just two business days. In-game, live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and an all-new mobile site that makes wagering go like a breeze. Super easy. Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit with up to 100% bonus so use the promo code carcast that's how you activate the offer and you join now and you use the promo code and they'll match your deposit with up to a hundred percent bonus so mybookie.ag go there today you play you win you get paid super easy mybookie.ag and let them know Carcast sent you. Jeremy Fry, everybody. We'll have to do this again. This has been fun. I had no idea how angry I was about all these movies. What's next, though? Like, what what are you working on next that we should be looking forward to? Or what what have you worked out? Worked on that's coming out next? Uh, I did a. uh, I worked on a show that's coming out on Netflix. um, That it it's called Wheelman. When you when you're called and told, hey, we want you to double the lead dri- the lead in an actor or in a show with an actor who plays a getaway driver, and it's all about this one getaway, 
you get excited about all the driving you're going to do. Yeah, and it's Netflix. But <laughs> it was out. great. He's an Amish dairy farmer who makes wagon wheels. <laughs> and when his gay lover <laughs> wasn't never comes home, uh, it never went ensues. over seven. It never Wheel went man. over seven. Yeah, yeah, wardrobe brings me my overalls. I'm like, all right, well. <laughs> Uh, it was good. The The way they shot it was unique, but it was all kind of in and around the car, so it was all the actors. So I did do a lot of pod driving in that car, mm-hmm. uh, in that show. So that's coming out. Um, uh, you know, uh, uh, I did uh, Black Panther. There's, we went to uh, South Korea for a, a big uh, sequence in Black Panther, so that's coming out. Um, you know, there's always something coming up. Sometimes you work on little things, sometimes mm-hmm. big things. But So Black yeah. Panther's coming out when... Good question. I don't know. I would say in a while. But that's going to be a big one? Yeah. It's a big Marvel. It's huge. Exactly. It's a superhero movie. It's, you know, it's got a lot of CG in it. So, you know, as for, I don't know you guys The guy directed that is the guy who directed Creed. February uh, 2018. Hold on. Now, they didn't really jump the supercar from building to building in Dubai. You're telling me that was oh, cooked? I, oh, boy. I, I got to be Don't ruin it for me. If he wants Fast <laughs> 9, he better not bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Jeremy Fry and what you can do. How do people contact you or do you care? Uh, I don't know if they'd want to, but uh, I mean, Instagram. <laughs> Instagram. J Fry, J Fry. J Fry, J Fry, man. Have fun with uh, the wife and the Bronco. Thanks. And uh, me, live shows coming up Chicago, Park West. Always good there. September 23rd. It's a one man show, staying up. Then uh, Minneapolis Music Hall, October 13th, October 14th, Nashville. Go to amcroll.com. We got uh, live shows everywhere and all sorts of buck slips and uh, mugs and everything you need. And Corolla drinks, man. Go check that out. Out. Say hi to Lynette. She's running the show. And go to chassis.com. Get some of our movies 24 Hour War, Winning the Racing Life, Paul Newman, and King of the Underdogs, and uh, The Bug, and uh, all sorts of good stuff coming up there. So just go check that out. Until next time, Adam Crawl for Jeremy Fry and Matt the Motor DeAndrea. Matt the Motorator DeAndrea saying keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. CarCast Show.